guys, I'm not going to lie. This might be the most fucked up thing we ever watched. <laughs> I know what you guys are thinking. JT, why would you pick another crazy, stupid movie? Well, guess what, guys? It wasn't me this time. It wasn't me. Playing Shaggy over here. That's right. Old T-Mac came up with this crazy 70s drug-fueled fuck trip that is called Zardoz. Sean Connery in a red diaper raping. There's a fucking... There's a goddamn boner contest. Guys, it's nuts. We're talking about it on a very... Uh, Jesus Christ, edition of the review, review. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the review review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big dumb opinions. I am Troy to the Max Extreme. And my penis is evil. <laughs> Today... We do have a guest remoting in from his own secret uh, lair. <laughs> we have Coach Havens in the house for Zardoz. I am, I am at my own vortex <laughs> with my drawn-on goatee. Oh yeah, you're, you're broadcasting live from your glass pyramid, right? <laughs> right? You know it. You know it while I watch weird porno. <laughs> Now, to be honest, Cole, you have to tell us when you get a boner. <laughs> You're all going to stand around and watch it, right? This entire show is an experiment to make sure what what gives you a boner. Weirdly enough, it's going to be a white line across the screen. <laughs> watch at home, everybody. Keep watching. You'll see a white line. If, if it starts really vibrating, it means Hot Take Havens here has got a boner. <laughs> it's Boner City. At Haven's house. <laughs> if you haven't guessed from all the boner talk, we are talking about Zardoz. Uh, later on in this episode, a pick by me. I've been curious about this movie ever since I think I first heard it on a How Does This Get Made episode. And I found it on Hulu and I sprung it upon these lads. And Cole didn't even have to watch it. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even upset about it. <laughs> but we're going to talk more about that at the top of the hour. Before that, we have a little bit of news to comb through just to see what uh, what happened during this week in uh, some pop culture entertainment news. Uh, starting with, apparently Artemis Fowl is atrocious. <laughs> it's uh, This movie has been trying to get off the ground, I think, for more than like two years and Disney was going to be putting it out in theaters, and obviously that didn't happen because they dropped it on Disney+. Plus. I got ads for it for, like, the last two weeks that Artemis Fowl is coming, blah, 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 blah. And it, it, it just dropped, like, a hot piece of shit on Disney+. Plus Because <laughs> anybody who's anybody is looking for a new movie to watch, and a lot of people went to go watch this, and knowing Disney has, like, a pretty high track record of things... Um, this is being just hated by everyone, just that it makes absolutely no sense. It's edited so choppy to make it like it's 92 minutes long or something like that. 
Jesus. Uh, like Chris Duckman, for instance, I remember his review. He just was like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I can give you the history of making it, but at the end, he just gave it an F. And he, like, never gives anything just an F. And I was like, <laughs> my God. So it's uh, it dropped like a hot, hot dump. And uh, apparently it's bad. So if you're into whatever this very old book series is by now that came out in, like, the mid-2000s, uh, don't watch it. Because apparently it sucks ass. So <laughs> just skip it entirely. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing that this is like this year's uh, Wrinkle in Time. Mm. But I heard Wrinkle in Time was not that bad. It just I don't know. Oh, missed the I heard mark. Wrinkle in Time is shit. Oh, is it? I I guess I don't yeah. know. I kind of wanted to see it. I remember that book from like when I was a kid, but I never even had the urge to see it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that says a lot. <laughs> but I don't know. Cole, did you ever see a Wrinkle in Time? I didn't, and I was not a reader as a kid either, so I did not read the book either. Um, I very, am uh, lame. Very honest of you. Yeah, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I wasn't I was a reader. A, uh, I was a um, Cliff Notes kid. You know what? I did that a few times. I'm not going to lie. I did a few Cliff Notes when I just really wasn't into a book or whatever. I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to read this, all of this. this is, I know this is supposed to be a classic, but I'm not having any fun reading this. Like, Old Man in the Sea? No. Do you have to read that? That sucked. The, the Giver? Ugh, I, I couldn't even finish. I couldn't even get, like, a few chapters into The Giver. I had no idea what was going on in that book. <laughs> that book was so thick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I tried to read that in fifth grade, and that didn't work for me at all. Like, even then, I'm like, this kind of sucks. Like, I don't know what's going on. I got to, like, some part where some dude was giving some chick a bath or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm not even remembering the right thing. Maybe I'm just thinking of Zardoz. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, now, Zardoz was a book when I was in sixth grade. Oh, my God. Boner City. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that chapter with the giver grab a chick's tits? Oh wait, that's Zardoz. <laughs> uh, more news there, guys. I got more movie news. Uh, so ever since its release, Trolls World Tour has been the top movie uh, since. Like it's it hasn't been ever beaten except for maybe once, and then it went back into the number one spot. But this last weekend, The Invisible Man actually topped out uh, Trolls, Wor Trolls World Tour. And by making only $383,000 at the box office was the number one movie in theaters this last week. Uh, <laughs> which is insane. Because, like, I'm the last couple of years we're used to seeing, like, oh, this movie made... Uh, 10 million this week this or on like a monday or whatever it is and uh now it's like this last week it was three hundred eighty-three thousand dollars, and that was mostly just at drive-ins because they're only really showing movies at drive-ins i think i don't know where in the country there'd even be a movie theater open but it was only yeah, playing at like a time to be alive i know i keep telling myself that it's like please don't forget about this <laughs> Because <laughs> it's going to be so weird, like, telling, like, people 20 years later who had no idea what's going on. Like, telling my kids 
Like, hey, you remember that whole year where you never went to daycare and you were just getting sick of me? Remember that? <laughs> that was a weird time. <laughs> I'm going to tell my kids, remember that entire year where you never worked? Or where I never worked? Yeah, that was a great time. <laughs> yeah, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Uh, and the last bit of news I got, this is a weird one, but I found it necessary to maybe talk about it during the Zardoz, uh, review. Uh, The Bold and the Beautiful, a soap opera that I do not watch at all, uh, is trying to resume filming. And to do so, for their love scenes, they are going to be using blow-up dolls in, <laughs> in the spot of another actor. So... <laughs> I might start watching The Bold and Beautiful. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I read that. I don't even know why it was in my newsfeed. <laughs> Maybe I should stop looking up blow doll stuff. <laughs> but uh, I uh, I found it very intriguing that they would go to such lengths to, to continue filming. Good on them, right? I hope it's like the... Again. <laughs> Weird what a time, time to be alive. Yeah. I hope it's like the really cheap ones that you can get at just like uh like a sex shop that you have to like inflate with your mouth and not like a <laughs> like the one that's just like mouth is permanently a circle. <laughs> Why do you look so shocked? <laughs> oh my god. It would be amazing. I would love it. Uh but yeah, that that's all my news. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> what a what an amazing piece to end on. <laughs> I thought so. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Anybody else have some uh, blow-up doll news? <laughs> uh, no blow-up doll news. But Nothing uh, I can share on the podcast. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, now, now you've definitely piqued my interest, Cole. <laughs> oh, Tune in next week for False Hope. <laughs> Listen to a podcast with you called False Hopes where you talk about how you have some juicy news and then you just be like, but I'm the... <laughs> you just find ways to screw around it the whole time. We'll call it the Blowcast. <laughs> the Blowcast? You stay sure, the way you're light orange. Your light orange? Absolutely, I'm on number three already. <laughs> That's three in one hour, by the way. Oh my god, shoot, wow, you're not going to make it through two shows. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, it's just going to get real good. <laughs> Alright. Man, when you drink blow, Stay you go hard. I guess you could say <laughs> that you blow hard. Oh, ho, ho, ho. False. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, brought up uh, theaters earlier, Troy, about like drive-ins and stuff. Apparently, uh, it's being theaters are declaring July 10th as a national reopening day. Okay, that's pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like a month or month-ish. Yeah, I don't know. If I don't know there's any, like, big things coming out in July. I know, I think I saw Tenant finally decided to push their release back to August. Oh, did they? I thought they were going to hold steadfast on that date, and maybe the, the theaters would just luckily open up around then. I th Well, that's probably what they're hoping on, but... Yeah, let me look, because I put it on the... I put it on, um... 
the calendar just in case. Yeah, Tenant's coming out like August first now, I think. Or no, August or uh, July thirty first. Okay. I um are you, I mean I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty excited for theaters to open up. Like I just I wanna go and have a big old bucket of popcorn and watch a movie at a theater again. Are you? I was just gonna ask if either one of you would be like willing to go, because I don't even know if I would. Just like a I know they'll probably have to follow certain guidelines and only a certain amount of people in the showing. I'm assuming. But I don't know. Just sitting in a cramped yeah. room with a bunch of people probably just sick as fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not quite ready yet. But even that that's like even like when some restaurants opened up to have like limited seating, I'm like, "Yeah, I don't want to sit in there." <laughs> I think I, uh, if I lived in I think I lived if I lived in a bigger city, I might be more worried. But and working where I work right now at a deli, I see so many people that don't even come close to following the protocols that they lay in place. Where I'm just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. I'm kind of in the same boat as far as that. I mean, a bigger city would worry me. But it's like, God, like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, be quiet. <laughs> I did, uh, I did read an article on our local theater, um, and I read that I think they're going to have, like, two <laughs> reclining seats together, and then six feet between each of those two reclining seats. So they are, it is going to look a lot different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, there, I'm sure there will, it will look way different than if it's just normally done, but, yeah, I don't know. It's like there's a whole bunch of people taking it seriously and there's a whole bunch of other people that aren't taking it seriously and it feels like one of those things where it's like either everyone takes it seriously or they don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's just odd. Yeah. Well, I get that. Well, I well, I only say that like even now because like even today like I woke up and I had like mild flu-like symptoms and I'm like, "Ah shit. <laughs> this is where I I I'm done in." But it must have been, like, just a 24-hour bug or something like that. I feel fine now, but I don't know. I had the chills. I'm like, oh, fuck. oh my hey, God, that dog. Oh, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Bullshit degrees. It, uh, <laughs> it put a mild sweat on me is what I was trying to say. So the, the fear is still with me, just like Bullseye yeah. said in Daredevil. Uh -huh. Well, no, I feel well, you because, like, uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> in instances where, like, I'll wake up and I choke on my own spit, I'm like, oh, fuck, I got it. <laughs> so, like, I like, was there. So I was there a few weeks ago. <laughs> so, I don't know, like, the fear's still there, but it's just, like, you see so many other people that aren't taking it seriously, so then it kind of just fucks with you, where it's, like... I don't even know if I should keep caring. Like, I want to care, but it's just, I don't know. I get it. It's been going on for a long time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, anything but, else more uplifting? <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Uh, Apparently, the, uh, um, the Last of Us 2 
is if, like a near perfect game, from what I understand. Really? Yeah. I've heard some shit that it's like super fucking intense. Oh yeah, I've heard that too, but um, almost every single reputable review site that I've looked at is giving it a perfect score. And I'm like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. I need to get yeah, I've it. already, I've already, uh, I've already pre-uploaded it and everything. So I'm just waiting for the clock to go down to zero to start playing it. But yeah, I've started going back and playing the original, like the original Last of Us, and I forgot how fucking good that game is. Yeah, I don't even remember a good chunk of that game, but I remember loving. It. Like I, I, I think I that was like one of the only games in recent history where I like sat down and powered through it and i tried to get everything but yeah and then i get to the end and it's like you beat it like two percent i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) i I scoured every nook and cranny of that game i felt like but apparently not yeah it's like the one game like molly hates watch me play video games but it's like the one game molly's like i don't mind if you play in front of me just because it's like the whole thing is such a good it's such a good story and there's like levels in there that far fucking Freaky as shit. Like I just played the one not too long ago where like you're you're like going through a hotel with Ellie and then like mm-hmm. you get to that part where you're both on an elevator and she gets up and you don't. So you have to like go through like a dark basement by yourself where you hear all these weird ass sounds. Oh yeah. It's like Jesus Christ. I remember that. I, that it's <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat that whole fucking level. That one um... You guys lost me on game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you uh if you ever get the chance to play the game, Cole, The Last of Us is really great and then and the sequel's coming out very soon. Yeah. Can you play it on a PS3? Yes. You can play the oh, first oh. one on the PS3. Yeah, the first one's on a PS3. Well, hot damn, then this uh this old hot take over here might be in. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I even have the disc if you want to borrow it. Like I'm. Oh, really? Yeah, you wouldn't even have to buy it. I'll let you. I'll sling it over. I'll. I'll. I'll just okay. peek my head out my window right now and try to throw it up the street. <laughs> hope the wind. I'll be looking takes, for it. Hope the wind takes it like the feather and Forrest Gump. <laughs> well, my Survivor Island tiki torches tell me there's not much wind tonight. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Uh, anything else? Can't wait till we vote someone off. Oh yeah, that's right. I gotta look up news. You got me all interested in well, talking about Last of Us. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'll fill for a second. The last the last game I played was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That's how behind the times I am. <laughs> oh oh wow. man, that's a great that's game though. Game, though. Oh, it's such a good game. That was amazing. I played that game hours on end. I tried to 100% that game, and I gave up. There's, like, just too many things you can do. But I think that one, like, I like that that one still has, like, a cartoony-ness to it, where they can do, like, crazy shit, like, get jetpacks, and it doesn't feel, like, totally out there. But then they yeah. try to do that same kind of stuff in Grand Theft Auto Five, and it feels a little bit weird, because it's a little bit more lifelike. I still like yeah. the Grand Theft Auto series for being, like, weird, like... For whatever reason, there's just aliens in some level because you're, like, tripping out or some shit. But uh, <laughs> I love the Grand Theft Auto series, but I think it, like, never... Even though I love Grand Theft Auto V, um, I think San Andreas still might be my favorite one. 
so far. Yeah, like, I think San Andreas is still the biggest map they ever made, isn't it? Mm-mm. Five is still like, huge. There's like three. There's like three cities you can go to in that fucking game. Yeah, there. But um, five is still bigger <laughs> by a, quite a big margin. Yeah. And then, but, uh, and maybe I'm thinking of Red Dead though. I'm not sure. Red Dead's pretty big. Red Dead is pretty big. But yeah, five is great. Uh, Troy Thirty Rock. Yes. I'm aware of it. 30 Rock is doing a return special, and I think they're doing a, they're doing an upfront special in July on NBC. I'm thinking it's kind of a lot same, along the same lines as like Parks and Rec was uh-huh. when they did theirs. So what do you think of a 30 Rock reunion type episode? Um, if they're kind of doing it the same way, I don't know. I think so. They're, they're calling it like an upfront special. So I don't know if it's just going to be like a thing where it's like they find a way to maybe have them on stage doing it or something. I don't know. Hmm. Not sure. The, I mean, the Parks and Rec one was funny, but then it was just it was all just like a like a PSA for keeping safe through like the coronavirus. That's all it really was. Like, yeah. hey, don't forget to wash your hands for 40 seconds or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I mean, some I mean, some parts are funny, but. I, I don't know. If they do the same thing again, I'm like, what are you doing, NBC? Are you that starved for content <laughs> for your Peacock app? Is that what? You, is this what it's for? <laughs> Jesus. It's going to be strictly on Peacock. <laughs> oh, more uh, HBO Max <laughs> updates. Oh, no. <laughs> HBO Max saga. <laughs> HBO to the max extreme. Yeah. Yes. So because I've seen the uh, app updated on my phone, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm just going to try to stream it to my Chromecast and watch it in this uncomfortable room. And then I try to stream something to the Chromecast. And then then it says I have to purchase it. And I'm like, what (laughs) the fuck? I am, but I have it. I can't even watch HBO now on my phone because it's (laughs) (laughs) it's updated to max kind of. Only kind of. God, I think damn. HBO Max just has it in for you. They just they're just hell bent on making your life a living hell. Pieces of shit is what they are. <laughs> Freaking, what what kind of shit for brains over there wouldn't put it on a fucking Roku stick? For Christ's sake. God, I don't know. I got it on my Chromecast and it works perfect. Yeah, good for you. I don't want to have to pay for HBO Max. <laughs> And also pay for HBO now because it's through different fucking providers. <laughs> That'd be $30 I'm paying for HBO that I can only watch one of. Fuck it. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. You're on a roll. <laughs> oh, my God. God. This never-ending saga with every you and HBO single Max. goddamn week, it's just the same fucking shit. God. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are in such a rivalry. I mean, you two are related. You have the same last name. I know. I feel with the kins, you know? <laughs> it's family rivalry between you and HBO Max. <laughs> I can't even believe it. They're doing it to its own. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that's, that's I mean, the... Was there, like, a sibling rivalry while you guys were growing up? <laughs> I ended up picking Neil over HBO. It's what it was. <laughs> 
And maybe that's your what parents, did it. Your parents couldn't keep Neil and HBO, so they <laughs> picked Neil instead. And now HBO Max has grown up to be this juggernaut of entertainment <laughs> and is now taking its revenge out on you. That's right. That's right. And Neil now just joins us from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn shame. Uh, I know. It's a it's a crime. It's what they're doing. It's a it's a crime. Lock them up. <laughs> uh, Troy, I got some SpongeBob news. I know we're we're the epitome of SpongeBob news here on uh, Review Review. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nickelodeon has announced for Pride Month that SpongeBob is officially a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Okay. Cool. <laughs> are they ever gonna? My, are they? My gonna... seven-year-old daughter is happy. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm I'm glad because that's what I really needed. The kids' input. You know, do they care? Do they even? <laughs> do, are they gonna do anything? Like, what does it mean that he just is asexual or something? I don't know. I. I hope he's not yeah. sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Asexual would mean we like know. a SpongeBob. Not. Who you fucking? <laughs> Wasn't he like a sponge? Don't they reproduce by like budding anyway? Just like pieces come off of them. Is that how sponges work? I don't. Are we really debating this? Are we really? Are we? <laughs> I thought he was just an actual like a household sponge. He's like in the form of a square. But he's in the sea. You would assume that they just took the shape to have square pants. I don't know. Maybe he's just conforming to the shape of his pants. Did you ever think of that? Somebody tell us what is the origins of SpongeBob SquarePants? Because he's in he's in the form of like a house sponge. Is he a piece of trash <laughs> that turns to like a, a sentient like, being? Gained sentience and is he gains sentience? He walks through a around with a sea star that wears shorts. <laughs> Uh, like, is there like a special? There's like a special brand of square pants that can turn inanimate objects into living beings. Who knows? It's all a mystery. I don't know. Well, anyways, yep. So SpongeBob's is gay, or I don't know. <laughs> Congratulations, SpongeBob! I'm happy we're for. Happy, we're happy for you, SpongeBob. Live your life. Live your life the way you do in square pants. In square pants. Uh, Cole, I know you'll get a kick out of this. Apparently, there's going to be a biopic in the world on the life of Lemmy Killmeister from Motorhead. Ooh, yeah, Motorhead, we're going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> what? Does he start off every song like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know. We're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> just remember just... him from WrestleMania 17, where he just gutturally just says, <laughs> and then just kind of forgets the lyrics halfway through and just keeps repeating it's all about the game and how you play it. <laughs> With that gigantic mole on the side of his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they totally have to, like, they're gonna prosthetics to put those huge moles on whoever plays <laughs> Lemmy Killmeister. Oh my god. I, I totally forgot that he played Triple H's theme at WrestleMania 17 and he just <laughs> just botched it hard. 
<laughs> it starts with premise, and then it's just all about the game and how you play it for like nine yeah. minutes of his whole intro or whatever it is. Oh yeah, and I'm pretty like he just says like ran- like different amalgamations of "I am the game" throughout. Like, <laughs> I am the game, and I am the game. <laughs> it's so good though. <laughs> <laughs> but so there you go. Let me kill Meister. We'll get to know. We'll get to know the man behind the legend that is the WrestleMania 17 entrance of Triple H. <laughs> Good. I needed a backstory on this. I hope that's what the movie's about. <laughs> Just that performance. Just that one performance, and then they work their way back from there. Like it's it's like the beginning of Walk Hard, but it's Lemmy Kilmeister getting ready for the WrestleMania 17 entrance of Triple H. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Speaking of Walk Hard, right, so Lemmy Kilmeister has to think about his entire life before he brings Triple H to the ring at WrestleMania 17. He has to think about his entire life before he kicks your ass as Motorhead. well my last bit of news uh, the Oscars finally has a new date due to all this coronavirus stuff the Oscars will be airing in April of 2021 okay sure instead of when it's usually like (laughs) February (laughs) yeah I think it's like early February or late January I can't remember something around there yeah yeah. Right Troy, on. do you need a few seconds to calm down from that news? You're pretty excited. <laughs> I literally did. did. you like my nonchalant? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. I, Guys, uh... look, the white line over here is going insane. Troy's definitely got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I, I just figured they were going to just skip them. Like, who cares? Like, screw Chris Nolan and his freaking Tenet movie. Sorry, no Oscars this year. Because, like, what movie... His, that movie is just going to win all of them, you know? Like, what else is coming out? <laughs> I guess Wonder Woman guess might be blood, still coming blood, out. Bloodshot's going to win for best, uh, for, for best <laughs> special effects. <laughs> Bloodshot. I'm so glad I found that movie free on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh well that might bring us right into a new segment we like to call it's done do we have any trailers this week it's done anything from uh you over there jt i got one i got zero so go ahead (laughs) okay well the one that i have it's got uh andy samberg and it's got the mom from How I Met Your Mother in a movie called Palm Springs, which I think is supposed to be debuting on Hulu July 10th? I don't know. I can't see if it's too too small. But anyways, <laughs> it's pretty much like uh, it's like a weird retelling of Groundhog Day, kind of. <laughs> okay. Where like Andy Samberg is this guy that's been stuck living the same day over and over again forever and then he found some way to drag this woman he went on one date with into it with him and like 
they're both kind of like dealing with the fact that they have like they're living with no consequences. <laughs> All right, I guess that sounds okay. I'm hot and cold on Sandberg sometimes. I used to be a real big fan of his, but now anything lately, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Besides like Lonely Island Boy stuff, um, I don't know. Lonely Island, Lonely Island Boy. <laughs> the Lonely <laughs> Island Boys, you know, like the group, the boys. <laughs> Okay. Listen, don't get hot on me. I'm already hot from HBO Max, okay? Don't fucking <laughs> jump down my throat about the, the Lonely Island Boys. We can just say the Lonely Island, but okay. I meant like the Lonely Island group, but the boys in it. They are the projects that they do, whether it be music or film, you fucker. God. You mean the Lonely Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck me, right? Fuck me, the Lonely Island. Anyways, Palm Springs, check it out. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> you got any? Uh, you got any trailers you've seen recently, there, buddy boy? There, Cole. Oh my God! Um, absolutely not. Yeah, no. Same here. I am so out of the movie loop. It's crazy because nothing's out right now. It's crazy. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's why we've been reduced to finding things like Zardoz. No spoilers. (laughs) Uh, Well, that'll bring us right into the tournament of random movies. JT, what we got going on? I checked this one out right before uh, we started recording because I thought I forgot to vote on this, and I didn't. But man, what a almost a landslide in this one, huh? People cannot get enough of that Princess Bride, bro. I know. I uh, I noticed it was like 70-30. I was like, holy smokes! Yeah. Also, I think, Andre. I think it was I think it was Rita that pointed out that it was Dread versus the Dread Pirate. God or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Good on her. From fucking. From yeah, I forgot that there was an, actually a character in the in the in Princess Bride called the Dread Pirate. Golly, she's probably cursing you out right now. She for, is for fun. A pregnant idiot. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, <laughs> oh, the pregnant idiot. But congrats on having a girl. Yes. <laughs> Send a girl, everybody. Uh, what a what a treat! What a treat for that young lady, who's the same age as me. Um, it was funny when when it got announced because everyone almost unanimously said, "We can't see you having a girl." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say the same, <laughs> but you know, who knew? You just change, you know? You just get a little yeah. soft. That's it. There you go. Old Reese Keats is going to go... Reese Keats ain't going to go soft. Oh, she's got to keep her hard edge. She's hard. She needs that hard edge. <laughs> that baby right. girl's going to come out hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. You oh, better no. believe. She's going to come out smoking cigarettes with her hat backwards. <laughs> Doing hood rat <laughs> stuff with her friends already. <laughs> 
She's going to be stealing her grandma's car and <laughs> running it all over that Florida town. <laughs> Fun to do bad things. <laughs> I just want to do bad things. <laughs> Damn Demarius or Lemarius or Letarius, whatever his name was. Uh, you just wanted to pinch his old cheeks, though. He's such an adorable little kid. <laughs> <laughs> That oh, is so your awesome. Car and, and you say the exact same thing, Troy. <laughs> How can I stay mad at you? <laughs> oh, you're so cute. You just destroyed my car. Graham was like, I'm going to do bad ass. things. Uh, well, that does that. Uh, By the way, we got, our, am... we got our next match. What? What'd you say, Cole? We got our next match. In the... Hey, I'm talking. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we got our next match in the Terminal Random Movies. The next match, you and... say? Yes. Hey, it's our next match. And uh, it's a movie from 2019, which is based on a children's show and a movie from 1993 that stars someone who also stars in another movie that's already in this tournament. Okay. Uh, I will uh, look up the tagline for the first one if you guys want to guess. Is it um, the first one, one of the Mr. Rogers movies? It is not. Okay. Is it Barney? (laughs) Oh my god, Cole, you got it. It was the Barney movie that came out in 2019. (laughs) I mean, I don't remember that movie, but I'll watch it if it happened. Is it Barney? I have the tagline here, if you guys want me to give it. Yes. The tagline is, Explorer is her middle name. Oh, God. Dora! God. Okay. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Oh, boy. Is our next movie in the Terminal Random Movies. Oh, God. Okay. And it'll go one-on-one. With a movie from 1993 that already that that stars someone that stars in another movie already in the tournament. Who do you, what what do you think it is? I I have no idea. Milk money. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You got it. It's Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh shit! Are you kidding? <laughs> what? That was a total guess. <laughs> I need to drink blows more often. What? <laughs> what? You you definitely blew that one out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Door in the Lost City of Gold versus Mrs. Doubtfire. Good deal. What uh so what other movie is this actor in? Did I already forget? Hook. Oh yeah, Hook. Yeah, yeah. Do yo yo. Do yo yo. Don't don't fucking tisk at me. <laughs> Listen here, Lonely Island boy. <laughs> oh. We as a family just watched Mrs. Doubtfire. We exposed the kids to it for the first time like a month ago. Oh my god, that movie holds up like no other. It is oh, so it, good. Dude, even Pier- Pierce Brosnan's really fucking good in it. 
It's just like and, everybody is awesome in that movie. Pierce Brosnan is like the scumbag, like guy trying to move in. <laughs> he does such a good job of just being this <laughs> fucking disheveled, like playboy. Just be like, why is this old woman acting so fucking weird in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Uh, well, that'll bring us right to the top of the hour, the main event of the evening. This is what we're all here for. We're talking Zardoz, peeps. That's right. Uh, it came out February 6th, 1974. Had a budget of $1 million. And only took in uh, $1.8 million. Because it only showed in uh, the U.S. and Canada. Uh, so it didn't I make... say it only showed in a dude's basement somewhere. <laughs> uh, this didn't show anywhere else. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is at 48%. IMDb, 5.9 out of 10. And Metacritic, 46%. Um, I actually have a bit of news on its low box office. So uh, people were so disgusted when they would come out of this movie like in droves they would just be like just physically looking upset and so like that caused people to just turn around in line and just not see a movie like it was that bad where like the per the, well, the time the money is in their hand to give it to the cashier they're like um i don't think so i'm gonna go home and do anything else because <laughs> in 1974 you don't have uh, multiplexes full of movies. There's like a few things out at a time, and that's about it. So it was like Zardoz and maybe something else, and that's that's it. <laughs> uh, so was it the soapy tits. It was a soapy. Tits. It was probably the soapy tits. <laughs> um, we do have mail for this, and I would like to read it right now. It's from our buddy, good old Eric King Kong, Eric himself. Oh my god, what an old piece of shit. <laughs> and he writes... Are you sure you didn't send it by actual mail or telegraph? <laughs> I think the Pony Express delivered it. <laughs> he writes, so... Actually, didn't, you, didn't you copy this through smoke signals that he was sending to you, Troy? <laughs> Listen, no comment. Uh, I do know how we sent it, uh, and I will tell you at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the hashtag oldest man alive refreshed his memory on the Zardoz. I'm sorry I did. A couple of thoughts. One, was Connery high when he said yes to this? And two, this might be the worst movie ever. I'm not sure I've seen a worse movie than this. Uh, he goes on to say, I blame T-Max for this since he picked out the cinematic pile of garbage. I'll go now and try to purge this from my memory again. This is one hour and 46 minutes stolen from a person at my advanced age that I'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> my grade, F-. minus. On a side note, uh, nice to hear you guys recording together again in studio. Well, <laughs> it'll happen again soon. Don't worry about it. Uh, that was sent from his iPhone. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. Well, that's that's a little uh, drink some of that peanut butter whiskey and forget about this movie. <laughs> so that was a little tidbit of uh, info from a friend of the show right there. Uh, a fun fact on this also: Disney now owns this movie. <laughs> because... 
Why? Why? Because they acquired <laughs> 20th Century Fox, which also produced this movie back in 1974. So now Disney owns this movie. That's uh, a fun little Disney flick. Uh, uh, they need to do the opposite of what they're doing now and make an animated <laughs> remake of Zardoz. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when I was looking up the director of this a little bit, because I, I figure I'm like, this has to be like a first time director. It is not. Like, it is the guy who made Deliverance, which is, like, pretty highly lauded as, like, a as a good movie. Like, it's, uh, and he also made a few other, uh, like, war movies in the 60s uh, that I think were pretty good. I, I can't remember what they are off the top of my head now, but they were really good. And then, but immediately after this, he makes The Exorcist 2, which is also gone down to be one of the most incomprehensible and weirdest dumbest movies of all time but he continued <laughs> to still make movies after that and i'm just astounded like none of them to any high acclaim of course but uh yeah we're here talking zardoz anybody want to try to give a synopsis on this thing oh, well, before man. you get too far did i maybe i read this wrong i don't know i'm four bud light oranges deep now <laughs> um did was Burt Reynolds supposed to play the part that Sean Connery played in this movie? Did you guys read that? Yeah, he he was supposed to play the character of Zed, and then he got sick or something, or uh, another film came up, and he had to do that. And so they chose Sean Connery because I I actually have to go back on what I said last week. Sean Connery didn't take this because he didn't understand Star Wars. <laughs> that is not yeah, true. Yeah, because Star Wars was made like three years after this. Yes, and so I was mistaken on that quote. It had to be something else. But he was actually done making James Bond movies at this time. And so he was trying not to get typecasted as the same character, same type of character, even though I don't know why you'd have anything <laughs> wrong with being like a super suave totally gets to bang every chick like he kind of is a more rapey version of that in this oh yeah I was say so he, he a goes little rapey being a uh, an english uh, spy rapist to being a diaper clad uh, <laughs> barbarian rapist yes so he so he was actually having trouble finding work and so he chose to do this because when he was asked he didn't have anything else going on i guess and so he did this uh, and there I you go. I regretted it immediately. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I have a few other stories I'm going to bring up for Sean Connery, like, later on. But, uh, yeah, Sean Connery is in this due to lack of work. And he wanted to continue being a working actor, I guess. After he made some of the most iconic movies of all time, <laughs> he did this. How about it? But uh, anyone want to try to do a synopsis on this thing? Oh my god, I have an idea for this. How about all three of us try and say, or we go around trying to say a sentence of what it's about. And... <laughs> Alright, you start. <laughs> okay, um, so there's an evolved version of humans called, what is it, Intellectuals? Oh, jeez, I didn't know you were going so high-def into this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. Someone else has to take over. Oh, oh that's where you're just going to stop? 
Yeah. Are we making this shit easy? Uh, okay. Um, let me see. I'll go next. Uh, there's along with the evolved group of individuals called intellectuals, there are diaper clad men running around on horses. <laughs> Those diaper clad men are known as the exterminators who work under the god of the titular character Zardoz. And, uh, one of them happens to break away, uh, called Zed, played by Sean Connery, who is brought into the world of the intellectuals, where I guess they just do experiments on his dick. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. They, they fuck with him, and I don't know. I'm already lost. <laughs> in game. I think a main a main important thing that we need oh, to know is that he is brought into this world explain, on it. Try to explain the the uh, the plot of uh, Zardoz. Of Molly, explain it. Oh yes, please. Oh, God. <sighs> explain the plot of Zardoz. I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> like. <laughs> I love how it's just stunned you into I silence. I'm on the spot right now. <laughs> well, what was that thing that you said that it was the last part of something? <laughs> oh, that's later. Oh, Anyways, okay. Molly, I'm gonna leave now. Okay, Molly failed. Yeah, I failed. <laughs> See, this movie just kills people. It just does them in. Uh, yeah, yep, she's so dead. Zed ends up being, uh, he ends up going into one of the Evolved Ones Vortex by escaping in the giant head of Zardoz, and inside, up, like, totally uproots their whole society they have going on, and, uh turns their lives around. Also, there's a bunch of soapy titties in this. <laughs> <laughs> so... A bunch of soapy titties. <laughs> there... Synopsis over. There you go. There you have it. This, oh, yeah. uh, this movie was way more erotic than I thought it was ever. <laughs> like, oh, I never yeah. remember this being... Like maybe considered a, a slightly softcore porn? Like, I don't, I don't know. Is it? I mean, it's not really, but it, uh, there's a lot. I, I think I know why Sean Connery said it would agree to be in this movie. Cause he gets to manhandle yeah. women and he's get to see all the boobs he wants. Oh, he's grabbing the shit out of tits in this. <laughs> How about when he just absolutely picks up that woman I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but when he picks up that woman like in that farmhouse and just throws her into that pile of straw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want the Lord. Yeah, like Sean Connery's the protagonist in this, and he's a full-out rapist. <laughs> yes. And even down to a scene where he's about to rape someone, and then when he sees that they're so docile, 
that it's just not fun, he throws them in a pile of straw. <laughs> he, they, he really chucks her, too. Like, yeah. You, you wouldn't expect out of, oh like... Oh, my God, so that, hard. This he, is the protagonist <laughs> of the movie. I guess I didn't... Would expect, like, a ton of strength from, like, the physique of Sean Connery. Like, he just looks like he has, like, a dad bod from, like, the 70s, you know? He's not, like, super cut or anything like that. He looks like he's got my dad's physique. That's what it looks like. <laughs> he's got a farm body. <laughs> he's got a farm bod. <laughs> so, like, I'm gonna be weirded out as fuck if you put your dad in the place of Sean Connery in this movie. <laughs> Why? Because you, you have to work with him? picturing your dad? <laughs> No, I didn't watch this movie picturing my dad, so stop putting that thought into the ether, you prick. I mean, <laughs> in all sincerity, if anyone were to pull off this scenario and make it make sense, it would be your dad. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's take it easy, alright? Let's not say things we can't take back, alright? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this... This, uh, it starts out right at the beginning already too bizarre. Like, with that floating head, with the drawn-on mustache and beard, and the freaking bath towel he has wrapped around his head or whatever it is. That scene yeah. was added to make the movie make more sense. And it didn't. What? It made it worse. It made it absolutely more worse. <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't even explain anything. He just showed up and said, this probably doesn't exist. I'm smart. <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. And it's like, that's supposed to explain the movie? Yeah, it, it, was, it was added. So it could make more sense. And like, for a while, it wasn't making much sense at all. There is a moment where it finally clicked in and I'm like, okay... I kind of see where they're going with this, and then I, I kind of rode that for a good portion of the movie, and then at the end, I'm like, what are they even talking about anymore? And then it lost me again. When it started talking about crystals, I'm like, what the oh, fuck oh. are you doing? <laughs> I oh, forgot when the crystals came in. Oh my god, I was so confused. I thought that I missed something in the movie. <laughs> they just start showing up. <laughs> But I found it, um, I found it quite compelling. Well, not I'm gonna not gonna say compelling. That's a strong word. I found it, <laughs> I found it coherent in like the second act where he's in the vortex and he's like learning about the society and you're kind of figuring out like how it all works. And there's like these high intellectuals and there's these apathetic people and they're they can't die anymore and so their punishment is just to get aged. And so then when you're too old, they send you off into this, like, this always, ha like, New Year's Eve party going on in this, like, old yeah. folks' home. Like a nursing home community. Yeah. <laughs> this weird dance hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it's always, like, the roaring 20s in there or something like that, but everyone is 900 <laughs> years old. But... At that point in time, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of getting behind this movie now. It's still very bizarre. And there's, like, very trippy moments where they, like, have him go into, like, a glass pyramid. 
and like I don't even remember what happens in there anymore. Like maybe she's reading his memories. I can't remember. But the fact See, is that was like that was kind of the shit that I was more into when they were going into like more of Zed's backstory, like all that shit. Yeah, it was like because for the most part, like in the first like hour of this, you're just following him, not even knowing how the fuck he got here. Like the first time you see him. He's listening to a stonehead tell him that his penis is deep. And then he turns around and shoots you in the face. <laughs> he breaks the fourth wall to shoot you in the face. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't even talk for like the first 45 minutes of this movie. Yeah. He barely says a word. Uh, if That's not, That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if it's 45 minutes, but it's a long time, like, before he even starts talking. And even when he does, he doesn't say much. No. Hold on. Let us not forget <laughs> the very beginning of this movie with the floating head. Oh, yeah. You must have, like, had to walk away for a minute. We That floating head, I, I'll tell you right, uh, right now, Cole, that was added to the movie to have it make more sense. What? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. And it didn't do it. And I also, I fucking hated that guy, alright? I wanted Zed to shoot him like 900 times. Like, that guy yeah. Oh yeah, what an annoying character. <laughs> I'm glad, like, that guy is, is Zardoz. He tells you right out in the beginning, That's yeah. me, I'm Zardoz, or am I? What is this real? I don't know. Watch the movie. That's yeah, like that character like struck me as like the avatar of like whoever made this. And it feels like whoever made this has a high opinion of themselves because <laughs> that character keeps coming in, always having the answers and talking about how smart he is. Yeah. Even like down to where like when there's like scenarios where like, like, oh, maybe maybe this isn't what we thought it was. Maybe it was something else all along. And he comes back and says, no, it was all part of my plan. I'm still so small. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Fuck this. And then when uh, <laughs> I didn't like the friend character at first, the guy who ends up turning into like Two-Face, um, <laughs> yeah. he kind of grew on me a little bit. But then when he met up with, uh, what is even that guy's name? Zardoz. The guy who actually is Zardoz. Like, I found oh, them insufferable. They were fucking insufferable. Yeah. Like, at the... It, it just feels like whoever made this put that character in as, like, an avatar for himself. And, like, they, they, they treat this movie like he's, like, a fucking kid that says, well, I've got an invincibility powers, so you can't kill me. Like, that whole scene where, like, Sean Connery comes up and shoots him, and then instead of dying, he just says... Oh no! And then just like flies away. Yeah, he doesn't like, fall. He just like kind of floats around and then does whatever. Yeah, and then he comes back and then he's like, "Oh, you're falling into my plan. I wanted this to happen." I'm like, "Fuck, fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, his name is Arthur, and like that, I found that even annoying too because like Sean Connery's name is Zed. There's a character named Consuela. There's a guy just known as Friend and Avalau, and then his name is Arthur. Like, you, you <laughs> suck. You suck, Arthur. You and your fucking bath towel on your head, you stupid piece of shit. I... Yeah, he looks like he's starring in, like, a middle school production of Aladdin. <laughs> or, like, yeah. the Prince of Egypt or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Um... 
So a funny thing I found when I was doing some research on this too, there's one point where Connery is in like a cage once he's in like the intellectuals vortex and like being captured like an animal or whatever. And they actually have a live baboon on set. Well, they could only afford to rent like a, only like one animal. So they also had a guy in a baboon suit in another cage and that baboon attacked and mauled the guy in the baboon suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would scare the Only shit out of me. Only on this movie. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I actually thought that the director John Borman was that Arthur character because I mean, why wouldn't it be? It just seems like from a guy who wrote, directed, and produced this movie himself would also star in like a large role, and it's not. But he does appear in this movie. And there's another fun fact where it's uh, Sean Connery is it's like a backstory where um, he's showing like all like the other people in the outlands, like how to grow wheat or forcing them to grow wheat. And it's a bunch of the people with like sticks poking in the ground. Well, he's the one that uh, Sean Connery shoots with a gun and kills him. But there was an actual blank in that gun, and the stuffing of the bullet got lodged in the director's head and didn't come out for oh. weeks. God, he's <laughs> does. Yeah, that's fucked up. That the blanks in fucking guns, man, scare the shit out of me. Like I, yeah, hate... that's how fucking uh, that's how fucking uh, Brandon, Brandon Lee, Lee died. died. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he just got just shot in the head. By pr pretty close range with this blank, and the stuffing got lodged in his head. Insane. Jesus. Another fun fact about John Borman, while I'm on the subject, is that right before this, uh, he was going to... I don't know if like a studio chose this or not, but he was going to actually make the Lord of the Rings movies, like in the 70s. And he... he what? Yeah, he was he was gonna do J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, freaking oh. Lord of the Rings. And, I would have loved that, <laughs> and uh, it it didn't obviously happen. I think the studio thought he needed too much money or something, or they didn't like his vision for whatever reason. But because he's already did enough research on that, like it got him like thinking of like weird, outlandish kind of like ideas like expanding his mind and that's how he came up with this movie because he got turned down to do lord of the rings and i'm like oh, that fuck. means you can never have time on your hands dude because this movie is something else yeah this movie feels like uh like a college thesis paper where like the teacher goes up and asks like so what's your thesis paper on and the student says everything <laughs> <laughs> Because this movie has like it has like a few cool ideas here and there, but it never elaborates on them. So it feels like one of those movies where like it says so much that by the end you realize it absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it. I don't even know if it's trying to make any commentary on anything, like to live life and not live forever. I guess I don't know. Or the penis isn't as evil. As what you made it out to be in the beginning? I, I'm not sure. Because even though... I got a lot of penis talk out of this one. <laughs> I, I, 
they said that like second line of the movie. Like I and Zardoz, guns are good, the penis is evil. I'm like, okay, this is an odd beginning. Like, it's going real strong, real hard in the first seconds of this. But uh it seemed like everybody seemed to be very interested in it <laughs> for the remainder of the movie. Yeah, I I don't know. I was kind of gathering like the whole beginning part of like I think this is me just trying to like try and make sense out of something that probably doesn't make any sense at all. But like all of like the the brutals or whatever, I think they were kind of like taken as like this lower class society, and this is like how like society tries to treat them, where it's like uh, you you fit this certain purpose, but we don't want you procreating because we don't want more of you. Yeah, but even though they wanted Zed to do it. Yeah, they were like, okay, Zed, you're you're the one that can make more of them, but we don't want too many of them. So, you can go ahead and, like, rape some people. God. <laughs> He's the fucking protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one could argue he does change. <laughs> How? <laughs> he doesn't become as rapey and seems a little bit more consensual and intellectual no, at the end. He murders everyone. He doesn't murder everyone at the end. He, well, he leads to the murder of a lot of people. Yeah, but I don't, how much that time... That ending scene is crazy. <laughs> how much time passes at the last, like, moments of this movie? Because he, he, maybe time passing for him is different at a moment, like, because everybody else seems to be about the same, and he goes in and learns everything... Oh my god, I don't even fucking know. This is when the crystals all showed up. I don't know what oh. really was going on. <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, since we're jumping all around and shit... This movie has the most stupid twist <laughs> I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Go the ahead. fucking twist in this is so fucking ridiculous... That me and Molly had to pause the movie to laugh at it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> just, oh, okay. just there's no spoilers so, in now, this. <laughs> so when they start using those crystals to look into fucking uh, Sean Connery's past or whatever, yeah, they find that he's been reading a bunch of books and shit. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> So like, <laughs> oh, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. So like, the the reason why he's different from all the other brutals is because he's like gaining knowledge because he found this library, he's reading all these books, and how he finds out that Zardoz is not the god he claims to be is that he finds the fucking Wizard of Oz, and yeah. then covers the W I and the of, and then puts it together. That Zardoz is just a man pretending to be a god. <laughs> yep. And so immediately afterwards, he buries himself in wheat and then shoots Arthur out of mouth. <laughs> which, yeah. <laughs> which makes no sense when I say it that way, but that's what happened. But the movie treats it where it's like, it was in front of you all along, you should have seen it. Or it's like, no, because it's so fucking stupid, you <laughs> should even be able to see it. Why would anybody <laughs> ever come up with that conclusion? Like, that's... Zardoz! <laughs> yeah. 
You'd have to, he, he literally has to, like, maneuver his hands in a weird way to get to make Zardoz out of the title of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, I, I would also have to double down on that and say when that was revealed, I'm like, okay, uh, that seems like a stretch and didn't need to be included in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, but it fucking, like, the movie treats it like it's a fucking Kaiser Soze moment where, like, the music <laughs> swells and it's just like, oh my god, people are losing their fucking minds over how fucking smart this is. <laughs> it, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in terms of a twist to a movie. Like, the, no one should have ever been able to fucking put that together because it makes no sense to put that together. <laughs> right. I watched the movie by myself, and at that moment, I seriously said to myself, out loud, I go, what the fuck? <laughs> I think everybody is like that. It's never like any like aha moment. It's who the fuck cares? Like what is what are you doing with this? Yeah. Cause later on How it's, does, like, it's putting your finger over two parts of a title make you put together the entire plot of something. <laughs> I don't even think he read the book. He just saw the title and was like, Oh he's not a god. He didn't read the book. He ran through that library and just like went like he was on like fucking grocery games or something and just knocked <laughs> it down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did not expect a grocery games reference to be brought up. That that really tickled me for whatever reason. Or supermarket sweep, whatever you want to call it. Oh. Uh. Um, so Sean Connery was not, I guess, as bad on set as you may have wondered. It did seem like he didn't really care to be in this movie a whole bunch. And maybe that uh, just by looking at his performance, because I was kind of watching it like, does he even like doing this? Like, I can't I can't tell. But I mean, he does get to, like, grab a bunch of boobs and he's probably all for that. So, like, maybe he loved it. I'm not sure. But like, there was a point in this movie where he did try to choke out a cameraman. And let me tell you this right now. And so, at the very, very end of this movie, there is an uh, an aging scene where he sits down, I think with uh, Consuela, maybe? And they, yeah. And they age together. Um, because at this point, like, he's become enlightened. He is... Uh, uh, he, he was able to breed with somebody for the first time in, like, a long time on the uh, intellectual's side or whatever. And then uh, they have, like, a child, and you see the child grow as they age. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, this is a, a fun ending, I guess. Well, Sean Connery <laughs> <laughs> hates being in prosthetic makeup. So he... <laughs> the first time they did it, they accidentally like expose the film in the camera to the light and it ruined everything. And so they called him back to do it again. And then the cameraman did it again and exposed the film again after they did it. <laughs> Cause this whole scene took hours to film, like progressively making them older and older and older. And so every single time they did it, he fucking ruined the film by exposing it to light. <laughs> 
And the second time he did it, it took three grips to get Sean Connery off of this cameraman by trying to choke him to death. Because he's so angry that he had to be in prosthetic makeup again that I'm even surprised he did it for a third time. But like the third time is the last time (laughs) that he did it. And that was actually one of the points where I laughed out loud in the movie where they just turned into skeletons. For whatever reason, I found that very funny and that the two skeletons are sitting there together and then the movie is like done. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Okay. And then it's just like a two little cave painting hands on the wall. And I'm like, is this supposed to symbolize something? Like this is like the beginning of time or, or what, what is happening here? And it can't be. penis. <laughs> For me, it was like, I kind of saw it as like, I wonder if like the director is like a fan of like families. Cause he almost kind of treats it as like the movie is like, here is the most interesting part of the lives of these two people. And then he like fast forward to the rest of the life. It's like, yeah, they have a kid, but they just kind of do whatever. And, I don't know. And then they go to the end when they're dead and they zoom in on like the two hands and then they they show like um Sean Connery's like six shooters like rusting away right next to him. So it's like I I think he's trying to say like I don't know like once you you have like a certain amount of time where you do something that you become everyone else or you have a family and you're Sure. I also found it weird. That... I don't know, man. I think you thought way too much into that. <laughs> I have to do it for shit like this. Otherwise, I'll lose my fucking mind. <laughs> I also found it weird that Consuela ended up being the one falling for Zed instead of like that scientist. Because yeah, it, it seemed... I don't know. It was it was weird. Like it was kind of like a. It feels like <laughs> this movie felt like uh, like a fucking a weird nerd in his basement tried to make a fucking uh, romance. It doesn't know how people work. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's like a meet cute where they just, they did like, they're, they're the exact opposite. They just don't get each other, but then they fought. <laughs> <laughs> and then this chick gets sexually assaulted and then uh, she ends up falling in love with him. But then Consuela says that's bestiality. And then she ends up doing them anyway. <laughs> like, what is happening? There's, God, the weird sex shit in this. Like, that orgy that takes place because they start drinking a sweat. Oh, yeah. That... that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I also want to back up a little bit because I was watching this by myself. And then it started getting to the point where they first captured Zed... And they're talking about how to give him a boner, right? And they start trying to, like, explain how a boner works and they're not even sure how it works anymore. And, like, maybe exposing it to, like, visual stimulation will do something. And so they start showing, like, pornographic images on the screen and a drawing of a dick getting hard. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, my God, yeah. When they showed the drawing of the dick getting hard, I was like, can you even show that in movies? Like, I thought you are not even supposed to even show erect penises in movies. <laughs> that drawing of the dick killed me. But <laughs> <laughs> it's soft, and then the next one is like, oh, Boner City. 
And that was the point that my three-year-old daughter came down the stairs and was like, what are you watching? Oh, no. And I'm like, Ugh, get the soapy titties off the screen. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Sean Connery standing as stoic as possible while there's a fucking big screen of soapy titties being rubbed. <laughs> and, like, so before that, there there's quite a bit of, like, uh, topless women in this. Which I don't find that, like, offensive at all, and I, I don't really mind that Macy sees it, I guess, in, in the context of some things. So, I <laughs> was kind of okay with her being around. Like, there's a bit of stuff I don't really want her to see, and so I would, like, kind of cover her eyes here and there. She didn't see a whole lot, but then when... <laughs> me and actually, me and you, Jill, got in a bit of, a like, an argument... It's like, I didn't know this movie would get so erotic or whatever. And you're like, it's erotic the whole way through. And I was saying, like, it definitely has a leap in eroticism when they're trying to give this guy a woody and rubbing soapy titties all over and your three-year-old comes down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then after that, there's not, like, hardly anything for a while. And then it, that's when it finally, like, gets into, like, something that I can actually mildly understand is that after that point until the the sweat orgy comes in at the end <laughs> which was uncomfortable yeah, sweat orgy's really fucking weird it was uncomfortable to watch just like oh and it wasn't even like it was like an open love type of thing it was just like this is gross like this yeah it's like they're they're all drawn to his like animal magnetism by drinking his sweat and they're not even, like, fucking. They're just, like, rubbing each other and moaning. It's just a weird kiss orgy. It's, yeah. it's, so, it's so fucking weird. But then later on, not that far from then, it's like a legit orgy going on in the old folks' yard. Like... Oh, yes! That's right! <laughs> I, I forgot, I about, forgot that. about that one! They're just people, like, going insane, mowing down on each other, and, like, these old folks <laughs> are running around. At this point, Sean Connery is in a wedding dress... And I'm like, I forgot about dress. Like, this movie has taken a turn. I totally forgot Sean Connery's in a fucking wedding dress for no reason. <laughs> and all he's trying to do is like, what? Like evade the other intellectuals? Is that what it is? Yeah. So he takes on the disguise of a wedding dress. Like, oh, like, who? Who is this freaking six foot seven bride? That's over here <laughs> with the extremely hairy arms. It was like, it was like, there was like an ongoing bet where it's like, there's no way Sean Connery can look more ridiculous than how he looks through 75% of this movie. <laughs> and then director's like, want to bet? <laughs> Stop his big ass in a wedding dress at the very end. How'd you like the intellectuals mode of dress, which is like a mesh tank top but with like one button closure at like a cleavage for men and women like that was an odd look yeah, i thought yeah. i know like even like the women are dressed women are dressed for like easy access for fucking sean connery to grab their tits because he does <laughs> yes yes like every time he meets like a new woman he's just like whoop there we go just slide the hand right up because it's easy access <laughs> to grab them tits and it <laughs> he does it a lot. It's, like almost all of them. It seemed like he they does. were just designed for any movement of a woman for them just to fall out. Like that's why they were designed. Yeah. Like why even have and them they were, at they this were point? Designed for Sean Connery to grab them. <laughs> I mean, 
Of course. I, I mean, I, I, I am mistaken. But yeah, I, the, uh, what about <laughs> that, like that dinner table scene that seems like it goes on forever when they're like shunning that friend into being at the old folks home <laughs> and like, oh my God, I wanted something to happen. Yeah. It just went on for like five minutes of him <laughs> getting older or something. <laughs> he was just sta- like, everybody is just standing and like, uh, I don't know, cursing him, like uh, using their magic. I I don't know what's going on. Just flailing their fingers around moaning. And I'm like, this sucks. This is uncomfortable <laughs> to watch. I don't, I don't like this. And it went on for, I felt like ever. And then they just carried him out of there. And then he wasn't seen again until he's all old face, old face, young face. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't know how they got, they made him get away with like being both young and old. Where it was like, friend is so powerful that he can't be completely old. I don't fucking know. I don't either. I would have to, if I could applaud them on one thing, I think their old age makeup looks pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad, especially for being, like, in the early 70s. I yeah. thought it looked pretty decent. Especially when you can see, especially, like, on the friend character, like, his old age makeup and his young face, like, side by side. I'm like, yeah, it this blended pretty, pretty well good. together. I was, if I could give it any accolade, there it is. Good old age makeup. That's the only accolade. <laughs> Cole, do you have any other notes on this? Or do you, or what? I did not take I, this was not a star warranty. I did not take notes on this. That's fine. I watched this for pure enjoyment and there was hardly any. Uh, would, no, just what a what a totally completely 100% <laughs> fucked up movie. So, uh, I was also talking with a friend of the show OJ about this because he was also going to catch it since it's on Hulu and he sent a really nice nugget to me, which I might put in the description of this audio um, that he found a director's commentary online to this, which I oh, have, shit. which I have yet to listen to. I've, I was trying to fit it in, but I ended up just couldn't doing, but like I have the hyperlink and everything. So I'm going to put it in the description of this podcast. So if anyone wants to listen to it, uh, go for it but it's it's quite funny because he was even saying he listened to it and uh he says it's almost as quote good as the movie itself (laughs) (laughs) so i'm i'm kind of excited for it if it's just as awkward to listen to as it was to watch because he's like there are some comments he makes where you can just tell he's disappointed in how the movie turned out (laughs) which i'm all for i am all for so yeah, oh, man, that might be oh. kind of fun. I know. Yeah. I might want to check that out uh, sooner than later before I lose any kind of interest in it at all. And I'm kind of curious about it now too, because I don't know. Just watching this, it like he was so full of himself making this. Like it felt like something that he while he was making it, he's like, "God damn it, I'm so fucking good." <laughs> <laughs> everything is done like even the bad shit feels like it's done with such confidence like god i'm making such a fucking masterpiece right now <laughs> like this is like the kind of bad movie that i love where you can almost kind of see the inner insanity of the person making it oh yeah i i can't even imagine where 
he went from his mindset of making Lord of the Rings to be like, I think I'm going to make this instead. <laughs> like, where was that jump in yeah. logic? My God. And I, like, there's, like, aspects of it that I think would be good if he just focused on them. But I think he tries to do too much. And I think he just made it too weird. Like, <laughs> if he tried to try to stem it in any kind of thing that a person can relate to, it might have worked. But, <laughs> God, just even ha just having people run around in red diapers and dress like fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking, like, people that are doing a middle age, like, a middle school rendition of Stargate, like, it looks like... <laughs> it it's just so it's so weird in every single aspect that it's like it's overwhelming like you can't connect to anything no and right as you think you get it it just takes a turn <laughs> yeah when they give you when they give you a big set of soapy titties <laughs> just when you think you know the answers zardoz changes the question <laughs> so, i have to say i have such a laugh out loud moment towards the end when the big stone head drops <laughs> and they do the camera shake of everybody oh. watching it <laughs> i noticed that too they didn't even react they just shook the camera no. <laughs> they just told every actor to stand still and they just shook the camera and it was the best thing ever i was hoping they would stick to like the wizard of oz thing and it would like crush someone and then their fucking like feet would stick out underneath it <laughs> i'm surprised that it didn't <laughs> oh my uh, well, does anyone have anything else about this movie at all? Because I'm about... So, uh, I, I got, like, something... So, like, uh, I finished the, the show The Good Place. Yes. And I had this discussion with Molly, because we finished it all together. And she's kind of on the fence about it, but I'm pretty certain. Like, I almost kind of want to, like, see if Michael Shore, like, ever does. Because I feel like the last three episodes of The Good Place are a better retelling of the movie of Zardoz. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Um, also, in other popular media, I know Dan Harmon, the guy who created Rick and Morty, loves Zardoz. And so yeah. that's why those big floating heads, when they have to make like the best song ever, are there. Because they're directly ripped off of Zardoz. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he there's like a character that wears like the fucking shit that Zed wears. I want to say that I've seen that in a Rick and Morty. Oh, probably 100%. Where they wear the exact same, like, red bandolier with a fucking red diaper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, though, that outfit, I am so surprised that Connery was okay with that. I, I yeah. it, Every time I think and about he it. He never changes. He wears it the ex through the entire fucking movie. That's his attire for the movie. There's points yeah. where he even wears less. Like, it's he's shown with the diaper, the bandoliers, and freaking thigh-high boots. Like, if... Oh, those... And <laughs> the thigh-highs kill me. <laughs> and even down to where the boots are red, or are brown over the red, like, it clashes so terribly. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck were... Like... Who's the costume designer? It's I'll, fucking awful. I'll tell you the costume designer was. A, it was the director's I'm wife. Waiting for, 
I'm waiting for his tripper pole to drop down in that Zardoz head. I know. I mean, he, being dressed that way, he's asking for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he's asking. Except Connery would probably uh, like it. So maybe that's why he liked dressing like that's that. True. <laughs> but my God. And then later on, he's like barefoot, no bandoliers. He's just in the diaper. <laughs> I love that we're calling it a diaper, P.S. <laughs> <laughs> That fucking powerful mustache and that long braid. I'm like, my God. Uh, Raw hell, sexuality. I mean, what, what the fuck is he supposed to be dressed as? It was like, it feels like he was like a fucking creator wrestler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you just said on random? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they just said on random. <laughs> Alright, make this. <laughs> Uh, but I know anytime I play a wrestling game or now where I can create a player, I'm going to make Zardoz. I'm going to make Zed. You're going to make Zed from Zardoz? <laughs> yep. That's on my to-do list, too. Yeah. Is that his garb has to be the fucking weird double helmet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, anyway, I think that's going to do it. Unless you guys got anything else, uh, do you guys uh, have a grade for this? Oh, man. Go ahead, Cole. Wait. Let me ask. I'm. Oh man. Let I me... mean, I made it through the movie, so that gives it some sort of a credit. Let me. Um, let me ask you this: Did you have fun watching it? You know what? I did. Like, it wasn't <laughs> boring. For one, it was not boring. Like, I was thoroughly hooked in. Whether that was like the intent or not, I was hooked in for whatever reason the entire movie. I <sighs> I also had a bit of fun watching this movie because it it falls into that camp of being just bad enough that it's good, but it's not yeah. good like that all throughout. There are some points where I'm like, this is just bad and incomprehensible. Like, oh I yeah, can't... there was definitely moments I was yeah. falling asleep. <laughs> But uh, what about you, JT? Uh, like, yeah, for me, I, I, I love weird shit, and this movie is probably one of the weirdest I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, there are parts that I picked out where I thought, like, if they would have elaborated on them more, if they would, or if they would have, like, just made that point like the basis of the entire movie, I think I would have been more into it. But like I said before, it feels like. Like, a college student writing their thesis paper trying to fucking solve all the world's problems in one thing <laughs> to where, at the end, you realize they literally said nothing. <laughs> like, I think I really... I think I was digging, like, the end when they were doing the whole thing where uh, Zed brings in the rest of the Brutals to kill all the intellectuals and, like, so fascinated with death that they're, like, like begging to be killed. Mm -hmm. Like I like the whole idea of that, where it's like it's one of those like grass is greener on the other side type things, where it's like because we are destined to die, we're scared of it. But like with people that are destined to live forever, they're fascinated with the fact that they could be killed. So I like that idea, but everything else, like all the sexual shit, <laughs> was just like. Where are you fucking going with this? <laughs> it was the 70s. <laughs> so, like, I think for a grade, I mean, I did, I wasn't 
I didn't hate it. Like, there are some things that I like about it, but it's just so all over the place. I think I'll give it, like, a C-. minus. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go with a solid D. Okay. I am actually right between you guys. I'm giving it a D+. I'm actually surprised, Joel, you rated it as high as you did, I guess. Yeah, like, I mean, I can't, like, fault something for, like, making me think, and it definitely made me think. <laughs> like, it made me think, <laughs> think what the fuck sometimes, but it made yeah. me think. Just the question, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to, I probably should have known that it was going to be so all over the place watching that trailer where they were, like, being like, love, death. Life, birth, or like, oh my god, yeah, you're you're trying to solve all the world's problems in one movie. Uh, well, awesome. I'm I'm kind of glad that we all came around the same about the same area there. So that's pretty good. Actually, the IMDb score being like a five point nine out of ten is also higher than I thought it was going to be as well. Because I thought, yeah, because I think we've like reviewed movies with far lower scores on all these major scoring sites and I mean felt probably just likewise but just going into Zardoz I was surprised by like it's like it's uh like halfway like it's 50% range or whatever because I thought everyone would be like zero 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 but yeah all right there you go folks that's Zardoz my third pick for the month of June Right? Is that yeah. what we're doing Don't now? Don't you ever give me shit about making weird picks for <laughs> movies ever again. <laughs> uh, and our next pick will come up uh, a little bit later on, and I'll uh, drop it later. But uh, what, is there anything else you guys have been into this last week? Oh, man. I haven't really been into much. I've been working a lot, so it's been hard to get into anything else in particular. Just Zardoz. <laughs> so much Zardoz. Cole, have you been uh, doing uh, anything to keep yourself busy? Well, I haven't been working, uh, so that's a thing. <laughs> um, I have been slowly, but uh, ever so surely, losing my mind at home. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Painting the bathroom has been a thing for me. Wow. Yes, we getting that done. What? Also, uh, check it out, Dare to Be Network, uh, Undertaker. Very, very good. Five-part series. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I've watched, like, the first episode of it. uh... Oh, my God. Become a wrestling fan. Come on. (laughs) Watch all of them. The fifth one comes out this coming Sunday. Well, uh, our our good friend Zishi was telling me that it, it gets really repetitive at certain points, where it's like... The whole show is Undertaker having a match and then being like, I should probably retire. (laughs) No, I'm not going to (laughs) retire. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. He has a good match and goes, man, that should be it. And then he decides he's going to have one more and has a bad one and goes, nope, I got to have more. (laughs) (laughs) But it's damn damn good. And the fifth part comes up this Sunday. So, yeah, uh, not so much the movie-wise. I'm trying to watch Trolls World Tour, but God, I just don't want to spend twenty bucks to rent it. Is it still only a rental? It's actually right now. It's it's off completely. It's not even on there for rental anymore because I think the movie comes out for sale finally. I think July 10th. I looked it up on Amazon the other day. Okay. 
Well, my yeah, daughter. Yeah, my daughter is like dying to watch it. <laughs> yeah, my, so is Macy. She keeps. We've all we've all but said like we can't watch this anymore until we can buy it forever or something yeah. because I'm not spending another twenty dollars on this to have it for a day and a half or whatever you get. So. <laughs> I know. Hey, what was that shit you said? Like Macy kept saying. Dad, it's there now. Yeah, we it would, we would go on Amazon to watch the first one because we have the first one bought, and she would see it in like the movies to watch right now, and it's there. And she's like, "Look, it's back! It's there! We can watch it now!" I'm like, no, that's not the same. No. And then uh, for a while, like I was like, when I'm trying to like watch the movies for the show, I'll watch it on TV and I'll give her my tablet. And watch stuff, and I'll put it like up on Amazon or whatever. And now I'm scared that she'll just click on something and buy it. <laughs> like I won't even know. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, it happens. <laughs> Piper purchased the Adams Family movie three times. <laughs> yeah, there was twenty one dollars I wasn't ready to see taken out of our bank account. <laughs> oh my God, which which Adams Family movie? <laughs> The newest one that just came out. Oh, no, oh, not that God. one. <laughs> I was hoping to be the one with Raul Julia in it. <laughs> no, 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 just the newest one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Uh, well, I today uh, gave the kids to my mom for a little bit so I could like rest on the couch. So I started watching stuff that I've been kind of interested in for a little bit. And I've never seen the IT crowd before. And I, so I gave like the first few episodes uh, a good crack and I, th I like it, but I'm not used to hearing like a laugh track again while watching like sitcoms. And I was trying to imagine it with the laugh track, not in there. And then I was thinking like, would this be funny? I can't, I can't tell, but I really like Chris O'Dowd in it. And I love, uh, his partner, which is now his name is totally escaping me. I think they're funny in it, but like, otherwise like it, I think it's something that would have to grow on me through like a whole season. And then I'd be like, okay, this is the kind of thing they're going for and then watch it. But I don't yeah. know if I'm going to watch it religiously or anything like that. But otherwise I think it's fine. Has anyone yeah, else I like watched that? Show. I like the show. There are like episodes that I like more than others. There's like one where they where they go to a like they like, go to like some kind of like Broadway type show that I fucking love because I think like the Chris O'Dowd character like is waiting in line to go to the bathroom, but then like he just gives up and decides to like go to like the handicap bathroom. <laughs> so then he has to act like a handicap person because <laughs> oh, people no. are just like judging him like <laughs> <laughs> the last episode i saw the beginning was uh, chris o'dowd had uh was taking this woman back home from a date they had and uh he had like something on his forehead <laughs> and he's like can i come in can i have a like a a, a thing a, some tea or whatever and uh she goes i gotta say this to you and there's like already at the front door like i've been wanting to say it all through dinner but it never really was a time to bring it up but You've got shit on your forehead. <laughs> and he's like, what? No, 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 no. This is, this is just chocolate from dessert. No, this is just chocolate. And he wipes it off and licks it. And he's like, so how about some tea? 
and then it cuts to him telling like his buddy like the story from the night before and he's like so then i had shit all over my head or whatever and he's like i thought you said it was chocolate and he's like i mean it's chocolate whatever <laughs> i'm like oh my god so uh yeah it's it's fine like it's not my favorite thing i didn't like it as much as i thought i was gonna like it i, I should say but i don't hate it either so that's it that's uh that's pretty much all i've been into yeah, uh, I've been watching more like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like, I feel like Fresh Prince of Bel Air is that one <laughs> sitcom that I think holds up still today. I like, I still lose it at some of the bits in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. <laughs> Troy's arch enemy. <laughs> oh, oh God, don't bring that up. <laughs> but no, it's so good. Even like. I didn't even know they did the whole DJ Jazzy Jeff's shit so early where, like, that the ongoing bit where every time he shows up at the house, he does just enough to piss off Uncle Phil and he throws him out in the front lawn and they do the exact same bit where they show the outside of the house and then they just show him going, ah! And he <laughs> falls out the front door. <laughs> falls, he more like he gets physically thrown through the front door. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I I remember liking it when I would catch it on TV, but, like, I don't... I guess I would have to just check it out again, because I haven't seen it, like, in, I don't even know, 10 years, 15 years, maybe? Yeah. But do, yeah Will Smith is so fucking good. Like, uh... I don't know. Like, you could definitely tell how he got picked up being this shit, because he's... Man, he is so good in the first... Well, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> uh, well, next week, boys, I've got a good one planned. I, I, I've been wanting to watch this for a while, and I bring it up semi-regularly, but we're going to watch Short Circuit 2 <laughs> for next Whoa! week. Oh, my God. Short Circuit 2? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, it's not streaming free anywhere. You have to rent it for three bucks, but it's, uh, I've been wanting to watch it and I'd never think you're ever going to pull the trigger on it. So I'm taking the time and I'm, we're watching short circuit Two, the one where the guy is in brown face, <laughs> the whole movie. Oh no. <laughs> Can I join you guys? Can I jump in? <laughs> yes. Oh, you're more than welcome of to. Of course. Oh my god, I'm in. <laughs> Short Circuit 2 was the only one that I've seen. I've never actually seen the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's a I've shame. only seen the second one, because that's the only one that ever showed up on HBO when I was a kid. Well, I'm glad you were able to put everything together by not seeing the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it. That's going to be the show, everybody. So what did you think of Zardoz, if you would... Uh... If you dove into that deep end, uh, let us know uh, on the social medias. You can do so at writing in uh, at our email. But uh, where could people find you personally, JT, if they want to talk about it? Man, you can always find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for everyone on Instagram. And Bucky for everyone on Snapchat, even though I don't use it. <laughs> uh, Hot Take Havens, where can they find you? Oh, you know, I'm at Coach Havens on the Twitter machine. <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find both me and JT at 
review review pod on Twitter. And while there, the tournament of random movies is still up and running. Uh, what do we got going on this week, JT? Well, it's Door on the Lost City of Gold versus Mrs. Doubtfire. Woo! I hope that is a blowout. (laughs) 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 Uh, All of our episodes are uploaded onto reviewreviewpod.podbean.com, as well as almost every other podcasting site, such as Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us there. That helps other people find the show. And if you want to write in, such as Eric did this evening, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Next week, Short Circuit 2. But before then, we're diving back into Star Warantine with the original the original yeah. Star Wars. This, this is a, a definitely a a milestone episode because we're talking about where it all started. That's right. Star Wars: A New Hope coming up this Monday. Be prepared for it. We've watched it. We might even watched some uh, supplementary material of it. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's uh, let's see what happens on Monday, shall we? Uh, but until then, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. Hey, I'm JT3K. And for Hot Take Havens, we'll see you later. We're off.